I'm Dr. Claw. So it's about to gadget. We meet again. <laughs> Curses! I'm Tom Withams. I'm Steve Piles. A.K.A. Dr. Claw. Dr. Claw coming in from the cold open. You, you did not let me recover from my... No, I didn't. I don't like... That was, that was good. That's um, <laughs> all messed up. Have a swig of water. Mm-hmm. Or beer. What are you drinking? Nothing. I haven't had beer in my apartment in weeks. Oh, you've gone dry? No. Both time. Both time you gave up all that booze. Listen, I can stop anytime I want. I don't have a problem. <laughs> right. Beer has uh, a problem with me. I'm coming, me. I'm coming to you from sunny Rhode Island. Yeah, today we're doing the tour of New England. Rhode mm-hmm. Island, Connecticut next. Uh, and then Delaware, where it's all happening. Yeah. Actually, Delaware's a big deal in this industry. Ooh, ooh. Wait, wait, wait. Where are you in Rhode Island? Uh, it's top secret. Damn. Are you anywhere near Providence? Why? Because you could go see H.P. Lovecraft's tombstone. Oh, if I was there, I would ditch this whole stupid conference and I would just like sleep on his grave. <laughs> and do uh, horrible things. You want to know something interesting about Providence, Rhode Island? My ancestors founded Providence. Really? Yeah. So I, I decided to come back home to my people. Rhode Island's pretty cool because it was the during the whole witch trials and puritanical New England foundings, Rhode Island was a haven for free thinkers, people that bucked the trend and said, screw your religion, we're going to go crazy. So apparently your ancestors were hedonists and heathens. Well, uh, it's orgies. <laughs> See, I'm going to go a long way for this one, but I heard you said puritanical and mm-hmm. I heard puritanical. <laughs> well, Lovecraft. <laughs> yeah, Cthulhu. Pure tentacle. Yeah, they're mixed. They're linked. I like it. Um, yep. Yep. I'm uh, I'm in Rhode Island on business. And mm, in the business uh, is booming. hotel room here, I was able to watch Westworld premiere. Oh, yeah. Season two, episode one. Did you I, watch? I did. I watched it as live as I could with HBO Go, but five minutes behind. Except for the... 10 minutes had to pause to text you jesus christ Uh, can we talk about westworld for a minute let's talk about westworld the premiere spoiler alert everybody who wants to watch westworld and hasn't yet and is listening uh Uh, pause pause i don't how do you yeah shut it right out uh you know what i'm gonna say spoiler alert go fuck yourself anyway I thought <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, you know that you're gonna have to go fuck yourself. Steve loves to spoil things. That's right. Love it. Now you know. Uh, I thought it was a great episode. I I dug it. I loved how those like it was in the preview, but still the scene with Dolores on horseback just riding down motherfuckers and blowing them to hell. 
uh, in slow motion. Yeah, the hanging them for the nooses. Like all these people in evening wear just like crying and begging and pleading and getting pummeled and hung. And it was brutal. It was. <laughs> I loved it. I loved Dolores being all like, yeah, you live in my world now, bitch. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, the Dolores in me wants to find the beauty and the love. But the Wyatt in me wants to kill your ass dead. Ooh. Or something. Paraphrase. I don't know, but I liked it. Something, something. Mm-hmm. So I hold out a lot of hope for this season. I was talking to a mutual acquaintance of ours. If you can't guess, it was Rob. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, I'm a little, he's, he liked it, but he's a little trepidatious because, his words, because it looks like they're messing with alternate timelines again. And he's thinking, and I, I got to agree with him. He's thinking, okay, you've done that. If you just do the same thing again, it's going to be a little bit fall flat, a little old. Well, I don't think that it's going to fall flat so much as I think they're going to be upfront with that not being a twist because they've already shown yeah. William mm-hmm. uh, in the, did you get, did you watch the, the yeah, the preview, the, the whole season, the young, young William is in it. Yes. Yeah. So I think that they're going to do the, the flip in between time as Bernard's flashbacks. Cause basically that whole episode was a flashback for Bernard. Well, that's the uh, thing that he washes up on the shore seems to be present time. Then he flashes back to when he's hiding out in the barn and all that stuff. So those are the two timelines that it seems like they're messing with a little bit because they didn't, I don't think they resolved both of them. They didn't bring them to the same point. Like there's still a gap between watching on shore and escaping. Right. But I don't think that there's going to be any um, twist. Well, I mean, there might be a time twist, but it won't be the same type of time twist they gave us in season one. Right. And I, I that's what I'm hoping. They just don't hit the same note again. I want a, I want a cool twist. I want something to make, blow my mind, but I don't want it to be the exact same thing, which is what Rob was saying, which I agree with him. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I, I don't want it to be just a rehash. But the interviews that I saw previous to this season, the the makers said that they, or no, it was the actors think that it actors being interviewed said that they're doing things that have never been seen on TV before. So that to me makes it seem like they'll be doing <laughs> something other than a time twist. Right. Just, I've just said that with my fingers crossed going, please don't be stupid hype. Just please don't be stupid hype. Be real. Mm, yeah, true. And I mean, I mean, they gave it to us in the first season. Yeah. The first season was phenomenal. Uh, there's potential like, okay. Like the, with the William thing, I'm sitting there like, I don't want it to be Dolores's hallucination or some bullshit if it's going to be anything i want it to be a, a william robot i think that would be kind of cool like like because you saw the a snippet ford basically in the first season ford looks at the man in black old william bill call him bill future time is bill the man in black and ford talks to him he's like the maze isn't for you you know you're just a player you know you're the money man he had disdain but then you see this episode where young ford the little robot boy is like i have a game for you like obviously Ford programmed this thing ahead of time. Okay, can I w- maybe two things? One, I had a really hard time understanding that. I didn't go back. Yeah. I I put an earmark in that. Like oh, I'll go back and I'll I'll maybe read on the internet or maybe I'll rewatch that scene to try and find out what he says. But well, I'm go ahead. Well, I was gonna say what what I took from it was as a dual voice, the kid voice, and then Anthony Hopkins' voice kind of overlaid on top of. It. That's why it was kind of hard to hear. I think. Yeah. And the second part to that is I I don't think that he was pre-programmed. I feel like that is 
uh, Ford had found a way to upload his consciousness into whatever it is that he's doing there. Maybe, but that he shot the fucking thing in the face too. So that'd be a kind of a downer. <laughs> I mean, you yeah, could but, come back. I mean, you can re- repair it. Yeah. Yeah. Would, and you'd also assume that maybe he, there's this overarching matrix style mm. network that mm. he exists in. And just like how Arnold spoke to Dolores in the first season and Bernard and right. you know what I mean? Like maybe Ford could then be speaking to them in some sort of Wi-Fi force thing. Ah, yes, he's using the Matrix Force. (laughs) It's just hitting all the (laughs) sci-fis. Every sci-fi. The Matrix Force is live. Mm. And we used Hogwarts magic to do it. (laughs) So Westworld was good. But yeah, so so like I said, I'm hoping that there is something planned because this is my hope that the that Ford is is all about like the maze was for my creations to for have them decide for them to find sentience to you know be self-aware but he wants ford to test them or put them through the paces to give them some kind of moral dilemma so to that end he's gonna or not ford uh bill so to that end he's going to have old bill do his thing and have a young william robot host to i don't know pull dolores in two different directions like she's gonna hate old bill and still love william and she's gonna be torn it's gonna be like a, a crucible a test for dolores i don't know this is just pure spitballing but i think that would be interesting yeah that would be cool except uh dolores well yeah that might be part of the pulling but um it seems to me that dolores is fully in love with uh um what's teddy teddy uh no i think teddy's a placeholder (laughs) teddy's just like so what did somebody say he's he's pretty but boring in the first in the first season and i'm like yeah that's that's teddy he's just kind of there and he's also showing them or like he's also like unsure of what they're doing. Well, he's a, kind of the conscience, it seems like. So he's Jiminy yeah. Cricket and nobody ever wanted to fuck Jiminy Cricket. So, I mean, there you go. Well, there was the donkey. The donkey wanted to fuck Jiminy Cricket? Yeah. I don't know how long it's been since you saw Pinocchio, but I think Jiminy Cricket and the donkey get it on. I did miss that part. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. That's, inter- I, I basically want to watch it again. That's pretty cool. <laughs> It's like, I'm going to sit there and watch it and be like, so when's the donkey sex start? And the people around me going, what? <laughs> when's the when's the cricket and the donkey scene? <laughs> Look, I, I'm signing up for one thing and one thing only. Yeah, let's just fast forward so, right straight to the, the donkey cricket. I want that cricket to get some ass, pun intended. Boom. Ah, oh, yeah. Drop the mic. But yes, Westworld, it is so good and so futuristic that you can't help but appreciate it and talk about it and wonder about the futurisms of it future if (laughs) (laughs) segue yeah i predict that it is going to end with dolores being in charge of the park Ooh, ooh, six parks at least possibly the whole world gets destroyed. Wouldn't that be great if she unleashes a nuclear war on the Earth? Well, that's where I'm thinking she's going to go because that's what she. I mean, we're, seriously, sci-fi is sci-fi. How? Where do you go? She's already got that idea of well, we got to kill all the humans. Just go full Skynet, I guess. You know, <laughs> just launch the nukes. Well, yeah, and here's the thing: is she's willing to kill humanity. You got to imagine that there's a very, very small percentage of the people in the world that would have participated in mm. whatever hell 
she was put through. Oh, yeah. Yet she's willing to just... <clears throat> fuck them all. <laughs> yeah. There's a handful of them that totally raped me, so fuck them. Yeah. They Even all though are. they didn't look at me as anything other than a wind-up toy, you know? Mm. Ripping me was like raping a, you know, blow-up doll. It's... I don't like the morality of it's a little weird, which is which is what I like because it's great. It's like at the one hand, you're like, yeah, all these people are horrible. They're shooting them, raping them, fucking with them. But they're toys. Nobody ever looks at that and says you're a living, breathing, thinking being that I'm going to mess with. They're all looking at them, buying the hey, come to Westworld and do whatever the hell you want. They're not real. You're just messing with our property. It's great. Do whatever you want. Right. Which, okay. You know, well, how about the ones that came and, and treated Dolores well? Yeah, you know. some of them just went on an adventure with her and rode horses and shot the bad guys that were killing her family and helped her out. That did nothing, right? Like they're they're redeemable. Yeah. Nope. No. Kill them all. No. Dolores wants to kill them all. She's horrible. Fuck Dolores. She's a monster. Anyway, I think what you were trying to allude to is today we're going to talk about predictions of the future because you can't predict the past. That makes you weird. Wait, but you could predict the past. I think that if you had no knowledge of something that happened in the past, but predicted what happened, mm. what is that? Is that that's not is that a, called a prediction? What is that called? Well, here's the thing. I, I see what you're getting at, but you're wrong. So I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm going to correct you and show you. Actually, <laughs> actually, actually, you're wrong. Because if you're predicting the past, i.e., saying that there's something we don't know about, you're predicting future knowledge of the past. Mm. So you're still predicting the future. Yeah, blew it, you know, blew your mind. <laughs> I'm just trying to find something where I can be like, actually, you're wrong. Actually, don't you take <laughs> this from me. It's a prediction of future knowledge. It's a, yes, it's a future prediction. Regardless of, of, of what had happened. Right. Uh, I think that's a stretch, but I'll, I'll no. allow it. No, yeah, it no, it's a stretch. It's a stretch. No, no, no. I already I'll, said it. I, I'll I said stretch it. it. I'll stretch something. <laughs> Wait. Well, well, I do love correcting things, so yeah, I'll stretch something. <laughs> love it a lot. Um, my introduction to prognostication was, or it, like the thing that I loved was the Weekly World News and the Nostradamus predictions. I yeah, I never read that, so you're gonna have to fill me in here. Okay. Well, you you know Bat Boy. No, I know of it. But I never yeah. like sat down with a, the actual thing and like looked at all the different parts. Oh, uh, they used to do um, in the Weekly World News. They do a whole bunch of predictions and talk about how Nostradamus had predicted accurately the, you know, all these the, the, the atomic bomb and like the rise of Hitler and mm-hmm. you know, and they you know so matter of factly be like, well, uh, you know. The, uh, you know, this guy, Nostradamus, he was able to predict with names and I don't know, total and complete BS. But well, that was my, you know, as an impressionable young child, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. This Nostradamus guy, uh, I wonder <laughs> what he knew that I didn't. Well, I've heard of that. I mean, you've heard of, I've heard of Nostradamus and they, yeah, you're right. People have like, he predicted 9-11. And then you read the prophecy or, you know, quote unquote prophecy and you're like, it's so Fuck it. He predicted Hitler. He predicted 9-11. He predicted all the... You're know, like, yeah, he also predicted that... You could you could say, oh, if China blew up you know, in a nuclear holocaust, he predicted that too, because it fits the language. Everything you want fits the language because it's vague as hell. Right. Well, I mean, you could just sit there and you could go on a string of, I predict this is going to happen, and you could do so uh, as an educated guess. Sure. Like, I predict that, you know, 
our military is going to have to intervene in in uh, some foreign affairs. <laughs> what? No, that's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's that's going to happen, and you heard it here, folks. Yep. So I'm when it happens, like, you owe us money. I, right. I think that's how it works. You know, I but predict there's going to be election in four years. That's contentious and <laughs> makes people angry. <laughs> or what's it? Three years at this point. Whatever. There's going to be an election in America this fall that people are going to be upset about and pissed at the results. You heard it here. I see it through my crystal ball. <laughs> yeah. That's, what, that's why I love reading horoscopes because they're always so vague. They're funny. The thing that kills me the most, though, is the people that take that shit dead serious. And oh, sometimes yeah. you have two types. The people that look at you with their, you know, thousand yard stare, wide eyed going, oh, you're a Taurus. That means you're <laughs> stubborn, but you're steadfast. And I, I can't date a Taurus because it's, you know, bull like testicles. I don't know. Anyway. Well, you, you know who wins in that conversation, right? Taurus, the Taurus, <laughs> because because if the person saying they can't date you because you're a Taurus is not going to date you, you've won. That's that's true. It's like thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Dodge that bullet. Wow, they saved me some time. But then there's not that that hasn't personally happened to me. I've heard, but people say you know, oh, Taurus and Gemini are not compatible, or Scorpio and anybody, or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Anyways, but that's one type. And the other type, the people that believe it but know. That's probably bullshit, so they're embarrassed that they believe it. They can't stop looking at the horoscopes, you know, reading fortune cookies, all that stuff. But then when you, like, you like catch them, like, oh, my horoscope, ooh, I'm having a three-star day. They're like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. But, you know, the other day, my horoscope did say I was going to be something interesting, and I and I did. So, you know, maybe sometimes. Like, they really, they're totally into it, but they just can't face the world with it. <laughs> Those ones I like. They're funny. Like you know you know what was great about that whole bit you just did? It, it froze on us. and It was totally completely frozen. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. So uh, now you wonder what I'm saying, and you don't ever know. That's the way it's going to I'm going to predict what you said, and <laughs> I'm going to say that you are going to fill the new freezer at work with all kinds of ice cream. Bullshit. I'm healthy. <laughs> I'm the healthiest mofo on the planet. Okay, all right. Now you're getting... <laughs> now it's getting deep. But if I were to fill it with ice cream, I wonder what kind of ice cream would be good. Um, I'm going to fill the new refrigerator with ice cream on one side and jello molds of vaginas on the other. Wait a second. What? <laughs> oh, my God. That's an awesome. It totally went robot voice on us. Yeah. Yeah. I think that we might be uh, we might be suffering from the Rhode Island Internet. It's the curse of H.P. Lovecraft. The curse of Cthulhu. Bad. Yeah. We'll power through. Okay. Power through. Anyway. So. Nope. So yes, predictions, it's a booming industry. It's great. But I got to find out what what do you got? What crazy prediction like in all seriousness do you think? Specific like as specific and detailed as possible. What kind of future prediction do you have under your under your belt right now? Um let's see. Something that's going to shock everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the royals, the royal family in England is going to have an unexpected tragedy befall them surrounding the newborn child. Jesus, dark. <laughs> so what do you predict? Dead babies? Just yeah, dead that's... babies everywhere. Uh, yeah, that's my prediction. That's what I, I had a dream about it, and uh-huh. I think that that's it's going to come true. So if you want people to take you seriously, what you're going to have to do is couch that in weird pseudo-mystical lingo. In the far-off island of Misty Avalon, there comes a no. child born to... 
what's going to end up happening is something bad's going to happen, and then I'm going to be on some list, and they're going to come get me <laughs> and be like, what did you do? So the short list of people who assassinated this baby, uh, King Jong-un, uh, some Syrians, Tom Witham. Yeah. Some guy that has a podcast. <laughs> gonna put big in it. It's like the shitty version of uh, King Ralph or whatever the fuck that movie was. No, I'm I'm just going based on my dreams, man. I am I I dreamt it, so it's gonna happen. Yeah, that baby's got you. All right. What about you? Um. Okay. Sunnier prediction. I predict that as angsty and angry and off the wall as the American public is right now, things are just going to keep getting better. And there's <laughs> not going to be no. I am dead serious. It's not going to be societal collapse. We're going to probably have their ups and downs, but there's going to be our economy is going to keep going higher, and we're going to be on top of the heap for at least the rest of this century. Wow. Well, you know, globally speaking. World peace? Uh, no, no. I think just America is going to still be like the number one country, you know, politically, militarily, economically, culturally, all that good stuff. We're going to we're going to stay on top of the heat because for as many fucking things as we get wrong, I think we get more right than wrong. And there's there's like actually hard numbers to prove that to show that. So, yeah, sunny, sunny prediction. Hmm. Well, you needed something to wait against my doom prophecy of the royal baby. <laughs> yeah, but it was a doom prophecy about England, so who cares? Uh, <laughs> speaking of doom and gloom, I predict Justin Bieber will be thrown from the Hoover Dam. Uh, I'm not so sure that's doom and gloom. <laughs> that's another sunny prophecy. <laughs> Poor Biebs. Uh, see, he gets some hate, but he deserves it because he's a douchebag. Yeah. Big time. He's douche. he was too famous, too young, too loved by every you know anonymous teeny bopper out there. It's all gone to his head, and he's ruined. He's just a bad human being at this point. Mm-hmm. So, did you know? I learned this the other day that uh, do you know in the Judge Dread movie, the new one, Dread? Do you remember Carl Urban? Yeah, you remember when they'd take the drug and the there'd be music playing and it would be really slow. Like they're like they go into of. this. I only, I only saw one, so I'm trying. I, I kind of remember that. Well, what it all boiled down to was the um, the drug lord, Circe. Mm. She was peddling this drug that would slow down time for people. Right, right. And like when they'd take the drug, it would slow everything down, and they, it would play music in the background. Like, but it was really like this crazy, weird, trippy music. Mm. Uh, it's actually Justin Bieber's baby slowed down 800%. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. If you're forced to listen to Bieber in excruciating detail, you will go insane. I like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drugs. Drugs and Bieber. They ruin your life. So your prediction was a little bit of an educated guess. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a book out there called Better... I think it's called Better Angel, Better Angels of Our Nature, or maybe just Better Angels, which I I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't read. But this guy named Stephen Pinker goes through and shows you by the numbers how not just America but the world is getting better and better. It's more violent. Like the 20th century, I think we talked about this, but the 20th century was the least violent century in the history of civilization. Even though two world wars, Vietnam, all that crap, uh, concentration camps, all that just. Even with all of that, it was still the you're still less likely likely to die a violent death than any other time. And then 21st century, we're at almost historically low. Like crime has been dropping for 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe not that. Well, 30 years. 
crime has been dropping, gun deaths have been dropping, murders have been dropping. Like people are getting richer. Seriously, even though there is a big, you know, income disparity, the rich are getting super rich. Even the non-rich are getting richer, more money. Like I've heard this quote once. I can't attribute it to anybody. I don't remember, but. People, people that live today below the federal poverty line are living a life that kings from the 1800s would envy. Really? Think about it. Heat all the time, water all the time, indoor plumbing, electricity, television, you know, smartphones. Even if even poor people have smartphones, you know, food that you can have a variety of at your beck and call anytime you want. Like the standard of living for everybody keeps rising and rising and rising. In <laughs> another hundred years, like the poor of a hundred years from now are going to look at the rich of today going, yeah, I wouldn't want that life. Fuck that. <laughs> Speaking of everybody having phones. I saw an infomercial. Uh, you remember the old person phone? It's like called the Jitterbug or something. The Jitterbug, it's got, yeah. It's got like five buttons. You know what? You know what <laughs> the I just gigantic. Saw? Yeah. You know what I just saw an infomercial for today, mm-hmm. like either today, this morning, or yesterday? Uh, the Jitterbug smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> we give up. Even fucking grandma's got smartphones. Fuck it. We're just doing everything. Yeah, it was it was like it looked just like an iPhone. It had the screen that you could scroll with your finger. It was like a touch screen. And it had like like the the normal five big buttons and then it had like a couple other little buttons to do mm-hmm. other things. I'm just like, man, this <laughs> like can't they just can't they just have like the jitterbug? They can't. Just, just let it be what it is. You remember all those things that we said that old people needed? They don't really need it. It's just a way for us to sell them phones. <laughs> I got a kick out of that. It's like the old jitterbugs for like if you're 80 or 90, but there's a new young hip jitterbug for if you're like 55 or 65 <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, my parents are in their 60s and they got regular smartphones and they're fine with them. You know, know what? It was, I it really was invented. Didn't never knew it jitterbug was for you know honestly well i mean the new smartphone jitterbug was invented by a grandmother whose grandchildren didn't call anymore so this was just (laughs) an excuse for them to call and say will you come help me with my phone Mm, i got you that's right technology is like the secret weapon of old people so they can (laughs) call and get their grandchildren to visit i want to send you money for your birthday but i can't do it over my phone why don't you come over and show me how to use it i'll make oh, spaghetti i just love having you visit mm. visit your grandparents they miss you <laughs> yeah this is just a big conspiracy <laughs> well old folks actually rule the planet like behind the scenes you think it's middle-aged people but it's not it's like septuagenarians and shit yeah Ugh. Ugh. but yeah so the world <laughs> is going to keep getting better i think that's my prediction hmm. I just I think that's great. I want it to get better. I want my stuff easier and better and faster and yes, richer. So what do you think is going to happen let's say culturally? Like what do you think is going to happen in like with our like we've talked about this how the westerns were the big thing and then now superheroes are the big thing and that's got to burn out. What do you think is going to replace it? What would you think? Well, I'm trying to think of what's trending and there've been some trends that have come and gone just in the just in the comic book era with like vampires and mm-hmm. I mean vampires have always been around but like the young adult book turned into a movie that fad came and went fast the yeah the Hunger Games a the bunch Mage of those Runners. 
Yeah, a bunch of those like just tanked, and they the Maze Runners, the Divergent yeah. thing. Like, I mean, they hit the theaters, and nobody gave a shit. For as good as Twilight was selling, that didn't seem to stick around very long. I think it. I, I want to say that was the crest. That was like Harry Potter was gigantic. The Hunger Games. Then Twilight was big, and that that might have been where the populace got exhausted because they there's so many of those little young adult book movies that came out like i am number five or some bullshit i don't know percy jackson like they never seem to go anywhere right out of a trilogy or a series they made one or two movies and then just forgot about them because they just weren't making money yeah hmm the trend i'd like to see like a resurgence of the thriller like uh well trying to think of like memento usual suspects like those types of things but i think they kind of burned out too you know what I mean? Maybe a, maybe the horror. Well, horror's never gone away, but I would like to see like I feel like there's a renaissance in horror happening right now. Yeah, like the first the first wisps of it. It 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 making think, the amount of money it made and the quiet place. And the quiet place was a huge runaway success. I feel like people have been talking about a horror renaissance for a few years now, but the whole horror as allegory for real mental or social problems, I, I don't I don't know. I, I have a hard time getting behind that. But I guess it's horror and I guess it's popular. So that could be part of it. But old school, solid horror like it and the quiet place, because that was a cool monster movie and it was unique like that. I'm all about. I want to see that keep coming more and more like they've already like everybody knew, but they already greenlit uh, this it sequel. I guess Jessica Jessica Chastain is going to be the grown up girl, Beverly or whatever. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're always working on all the cast members. But yeah, it's it's going it's going to happen. And if the. If there's not three parts, I'll be amazed. Well, one of the things that gives that legs is there's been a little bit of a resurgence in... Uh, well, I, I call it resurgence. It's not. It's like a flash of 80s retro. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the people that are our age are now in a position to spend money and like dictate entertainment. And I think that there's always those movies and always those TV shows that are retro. Mm-hmm. Like there's... It just seems to me like the 80s have stuck around, you know, in the last decade, there have been enough like retro stuff um, for the 80s, hot tub time machine type stuff, Uh, like Stranger Things, um, Mm -hmm. it, you know, those types of things that go back to the 80s where Ready Player One, Ready Player One, my parents had um, a bunch of stuff that was retro for them in the 80s. You know, uh, <laughs> right? You know, so I think it always comes around, but it just seems to me it feels like the '80s have. Well, think about it this way: if you watch Back to the Future, that was retro for the '50s. Yeah, like like grownups in in the '80s that watched Back to the Future loved it because it reminded them of their youth from the '50s. Took them to the '50s, yeah. Right. So that's always going to be a thing, and then the retro '90s is going to happen. It's right around the corner. Yeah, it sure is. What are they going to do for the 90s? Suck gonna, so bad. You're going to see a lot of like over-the-top friends, <laughs> parodies, <laughs> Seinfeld, um, Frasier type of stuff. But you're going to see a lot of, uh, I want to say, like what there was a hallmark of the 90s, which was dark and gritty and cynical and angry as a, as a response to the 80s over-the-top flamboyance. Yeah. So stuff like Seven. Or music like Nine Inch Nails and Tool or, you know, stuff like that. That was like even like my thing, the comic books of the 90s, 
dark and edgy became a cliche for the 90s because every new superhero had to be they're a killer and they don't play by the rules and they're an anti-hero not a real superhero and <laughs> all this stuff like that like everything they all had you know blood and gore everywhere and shit like that like like there's a big part of the 80s that was or the 90s that was just like i mean that was grunge music too it was just oh yeah so so there's gonna be a revival which comes to what i was thinking i got nothing to base this on except for a tingle in the back of my head but i would say there's a decent chance that what arises after superheroes have had their day is like some kind of gritty noir hard-bitten type of movie or tv show like detectives or like gangsters not like gang bangers where you're trying to like examine the mean streets of chicago or something i'm talking about weird throwback not necessarily period piece but a throwback to like the old sam spade or al capone era of gangsters and detectives and yeah oh i would love that that sound that would be really cool and i and i i don't know i think it would fit with the dark and gritty 90s retro it, it would be a genre that hasn't been plumbed that deep in a long time that could come back i don't know that's what i think i think that's a pretty good prediction and i hope it's i hope that's true yeah i think that you and i should write a screenplay <laughs> hell yeah a detective fights al capone the new modern day al capone who is some gold tooth flat brim hat character. <laughs> oh my god yes fucking flat brimmed hat wife beater that's the new al capone yeah the actual decent man or we could have a woman detective you know break the mold why not just we we we, we have to give her a fedora though because we have to <laughs> i um we watched uh bad boys the other day um and there was a scene in it that i had totally completely forgotten i probably it probably just went right over my head or maybe I didn't see it. I didn't remember it at all, but it's they um there's that big shoot up and the guy makes it such a big deal about it being the Al Capone suite. He's like spare no expense. I got the Al, P- Al Capone suite and he keeps says it. He says it like three or four times and then there's the shootout and then the cops show up and they're like, wow, look at all the bullet holes. The guys the, like there's a guy in the background that goes, well, this is the Al Capone suite. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's like su- like for a michael bay jerry bruckheimer like non-thinking humor mm-hmm. movie that was actually a little piece of arrested development humor <laughs> tucked in like there the setup the setup yeah yeah i loved it <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I, I haven't seen that movie in a long time uh, whoops, excuse me i do remember that taylor looked pretty goddamn good in it though so yeah and the chick at the beginning that was the distraction when she walked in front of him. Yeah, she's pretty hot. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, boy, I didn't give you an answer, did I, on my prediction of what the uh, next genre. Well, you said horror. Season. Yeah, horror, I guess. But horror, horror never goes away. It's not. The, yeah. And it's never going to be the next big obsession of. Well, it was. Uh, and it maybe not full on horror, but zombies, they had their they had their day in the sun. Yeah. Um, starting with the the resurgence of zombies with uh, Resident Evil, mm. and they they pushed straight on through when they're now they're just beating the dead horse of The Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> season eight just said, and then season nine they're like, we're gonna change the way you think about this show, and it's, it's change the way TV. Here's, I don't know. There's all yeah, kinds of grandiose predictions. Here's a prediction. Uh, Rick Grimes will take a group of people to their demise. Uh, he died the finale. Of... You didn't hear oh, that? Did he? oh, no. <laughs> was he, I, I, that was a test and you, you passed it. He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. <laughs> like, yeah. You weren't like, oh, my God. No, whoop-de-doo. Rick Grimes died? Oh, good. Like, oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. 
No, it, it, it's that's my prediction. Is the Walking yeah. Dead? They'll introduce some some character from the comic book that was a super badass that won't be half of, you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever. The Here's a prediction. Next. Here's a prediction. Walking Dead ends next season. Uh yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet any money on that one. Okay, well. they're going. They're going strong. People like me keep it going strong. <laughs> I still watch it. I know. I know. I'm terrible. Ugh. It's it's got to end sometime, right? I, I am at the point now where I'm like, just end, just fucking end, just do Please. it. Like, I just just end. I don't. I <laughs> like I don't hate it because I do watch it, but I'm not that big a masochist. But yeah. Blech. But yes, genres. It's it's hard because who in in 1993 who would have predicted by that by the end of the by the 2000s? Because really, it started with X Men, the big resurgence of superhero movies. Mm-hmm. And who could have predicted in the 2000s superhero movies would be the fucking rage? Like it would be cool. It's cool to know all the ins and outs of the Marvel universe, and it, right, it is right, right, it is. Yeah, it is. I that's. I'm sticking to it, and I I love me some Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> that when you tell people all the all the minutia about Wolverine's life or what the what the shit happened to Thor back in the day or Captain America, people will actually listen to you because it's germane to something they like, and not yes. fucking you know piss on you or something. Not that that ever happened to me. No, no. Right. Nobody ever pissed on me because I started talking about comic books. That that never. Happened. No, they only only pissed on you because it was paid for they saw me behind the ferns and just had to do it <laughs> uh <laughs> so in the same vein what do you think taking it in is going to look like 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 do you think movie theaters are going to be a thing because i just saw a headline that said and i didn't read the article but i saw the headline that disney is going to kill movie theaters i believe what, it because what do you think that means? okay well it comes in two parts Part one is how whatever way Disney goes, that's the way the industry goes. Mm. Disney yeah, dictates the industry. And we've talked about it, I think, on this podcast before, where Disney dictated VHS over Beta, right, right, Betamax, right. and they dictated uh, Blu-ray over HD DVD. Um, that being said, I remember reading an article a long time ago, might even be 15 years now, that by this time, you would be able to purchase a movie the day it came out in theaters hmm. so you could pay for the movie theater experience or you could pay to have it instantly in your living room right right and i just i don't know how i feel about that um whether or not it would ruin hmm. ruin things but i know that now they have that um subscription the movie the movie card where you pay a flat amount and you can see as many movies in the theater as you want. And we've established that movie theaters really don't make their money on the actual movie. Yeah, concessions is where they do it. They make their money on concessions. So it would then be on the movie theater to dictate your experience. Now, now that I have seen a movie in one of those really nice theaters with the leather seats that recline and, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of space. Now that I've seen that, I'm willing to spend the extra money to go oh, yeah. to the movie theater to see it that way in the big screen with the surround sound, with a group experience, with a bucket of popcorn. Like, I don't want that to go away. But I also want to be able to watch a movie the day it comes out in my living room. See, I feel like on paper, that's a nice concept. Like, because I'm always of the, the guy that I want to see two things in the theater the big action sci fi special effect explosion movies or the big horror movies 
because I liked seeing like, holy crap, this thing's like gigantic and in my face. Like it. I mm-hmm. love seeing that in the theater because that was like, boom, right there. There's something to be said, to, you know, you're in a dark room. You can hear people screaming. Like there's something for that. But a nice drama or comedy, I don't need the theater to see that. So Agreed. on paper, I'm for it. Like if I can just sit down, turn my TV on and, you know, on demand or pay-per-view or whatever you want to, however you want to get it, watch a movie on the day it's released in my living room or, you know, the next day or whatever. That sounds good. But I also know that that will be the death of the movie going experience because there's not enough movies coming out that are these big tentpole type of experiences that are going to draw a, a movie can't survive jumping from Black Panther where everybody goes and sees it and then they get nobody until Avengers comes out and then they get nobody until it too comes out like a movie theater cannot survive that where in between nobody's going to see the comedies and the dramas and the rom-coms because they're all seeing them at home. I, you know, like you said, they live on concessions. They're not going to be able to survive an empty theater day after day after day until this new one comes out. Well, I, I would. The only thing that I would say about that is they're doing more and more with movie theaters. You're you're now able to go in and experience uh, sporting events. Mm-hmm. You're now able to go in and watch retro movies, um, like the Cinemagic in Westbrook. A, oh. a couple times a week, will play old movies, and they get people to come in, like Raiders of the Lost Ark. I would kill to see that in the movie theater that's, again. Yeah, I didn't think of that. That's a good idea. That's pretty. But that's what they're doing. They're they're already doing that. Now imagine if somebody innovative enough could think about how they could improve on that, or do something like stream a concert live. So like if you know they they do that. Yeah, they, yeah. They absolutely do that. So huh. that would be uh, a good idea. That's that's a way they could stay alive. That's true. Right, and that plus. If you could somehow find the perfect formula to how many theaters you need per square mile kind of thing, you mm-hmm. could close just a couple theaters and then all of a sudden just drive the demand through the roof mm-hmm. at another theater. You know what I mean? So I know up north we didn't really rely on it, but it was great having the cheap seats, they called it. And they had like second run movies for like two bucks. So you yeah, could the- go to the movie theater and watch something that you know had been out of the big theater, but it was still in movie theaters. Mm-hmm. And it, of course, that was also at a time when DVDs were ex- commonplace, but they were expensive. So a movie might have just come out on DVD. You could still go to the movie theater and see it for a couple bucks. Yeah, there's a dollar theater by where I went to college. That was the same thing. Like they didn't get their movies until a good month after they were out of all the main theaters. But how much? How often did you? you know, want to get around to seeing a movie and just forgot or never did. And then you realize, oh shit, we can still see it in the theater and I'll have to pay a buck. Cool. Right. Like it, they did good business. They were open. And like we established, they did their money in concessions. So it's fine that they charged a buck for admission. Right. Mm-hmm. That. And um, it was really up North, at least it was really popular before the internet took over. So, I mean, if you didn't want to have something spoiled for you, it wasn't spoiled. Right. You know, it was, you're not, you weren't bombarded with the types of spoilers that you get now on the internet. So you could, you could yeah. wait to see that movie and not, not have it ruined. So here's a, here's a prediction. The internet itself is a vast conspiracy by movie studios. <laughs> <laughs> to, no, sp- it's, it's to spoil things. So they force you to see a movie as soon as possible in the, theater so you don't get things spoiled because you know otherwise everything's going to be spoiled right. the creation of the internet a big spoil machine funded by theaters and studios to make you go to see a movie day one and the huge money that is made uh, is a byproduct like the commerce that 
the transactions and the commerce that take place on the internet is just that's a byproduct of the movie exactly it was a happy coincidence that's the way it worked (laughs) yeah all these travel sites amazon you know all these big business websites that's just kind of like a secondary there's a secret system where they have to to pay a little royalty to paramount and universal and disney and (laughs) all that stuff amc and (laughs) cinemagic they're all in it they're all part of the cabal well as far as innovation goes 3d was kind of a flop Mm, um kind of nothing i went to see what the fuck ready player one looked at the wrong time showed up for the time that the 3d was showing i was like nope i'm gonna wait the fucking half hour and to see the regular version because i will not pay to see 3d smart move yeah i've seen two movies in the theaters 3d and both of them were less than desirable experiences yeah it's worse with the 3d it's you're paying extra money to watch a movie with sunglasses on yeah and not a ton of benefit no Every once in a while, they'll have like, ooh, it looks like the stick is coming out at me. You know, that's it. Because they yeah. don't film these things with a full 3D camera. So it doesn't, they push it as an after effect and it sucks. Uh, yeah. We've we've got off about this before, but yeah. <laughs> hate 3D. Should have been on the hate episode. That's right. And I predict 3D will be out of theaters in a few years. I would have thought it'd be out by now anyways. Somehow it's still hanging on. Well, they, I mean, until they make a movie specifically for 3D that you can't view otherwise, mm-hmm. that's worth it. Have it's, you, have you seen a full 3D movie, like filmed with a 3D camera that you have to wear the, the visor or the glasses or whatever? The the two movies I saw in 3D were Toy Story 3 and Star Trek 2, I want to say, whichever one that was. When I, uh, when I was in Vegas, I saw me and my friend went to a, and it wasn't like a movie movie. It was, it was just like a... Here's what 3D looks like, but it was so fucking cool. You put on this, it's almost like a helmet, like the visor. It wasn't just like cheap little glasses. Mm-hmm. You put it on, and the whole thing was going through like a haunted house, going like a roller coaster. You're going up and down. People, it was fucking amazing. Like it was one of the coolest things I ever saw. Right. But it was, it was made for it. It was just made to demonstrate what can be done with the 3D technology. And it was so cool. So when three, and this was back in 03 or something like that. So when 3D started becoming real like real big in theaters i went and saw what i see like one of the thors the shitty clash of the titans remake uh, avatar i saw all of those in 3d kept hoping okay maybe this time it'll be better maybe nah it was fucking terrible and super disappointing so the technology is there if so here's a prediction somebody's like we have it this potential to make money if we are ambitious enough to get the funding to convince somebody to say, we are going to film a a 3d movie as it's supposed to be. Like we tout it. Like you need to invest in a helmet to watch this movie. You need to go to a special theater, but if you do, you will be blown a fucking way. Just hype the shit out of it for months and months and months. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. That maybe that's the new genre. That's the new ultra 3d movies, something like that. Ultra 4k, uh, you know, submersive don't, don't even don't even call it 3d hyper reality trademark you heard it here first hyper reality prediction hyper reality entertainment and then now they owe me money when they use that term <laughs> and how are you going to enhance people's experience are you going to like if they're watching something that is in a pine forest you're going to spritz <laughs> pine scent on them if there's a scene oh my God, yes i just read an article about this like smell of vision is they're, they're working on it they're trying to make this a thing well, they do that already in Disney World on uh, on the ride Soren when you're flying over the orange groves in California, you can smell the oranges and stuff like that. I'm just I'm waiting for the virtual reality like uh porn 
<laughs> so, uh, I mean, there may or may not be a virtual reality porn that exists now. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking just like like smell o vision porn, where it's oh, like, oh god, yeah, like okay, I don't like some technology is just evil. Yeah, I'm this done. is terrible. <laughs> this smells like hot KY and condoms. <laughs> this, this smells like she hasn't started here. <laughs> Like I'm not the first client, even though she's not even real. It's like she came from somewhere else. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, is that stripper lotion you're wearing there? <laughs> the full experience. When, you, when you're done, you try to stand up, you stick it to the chair. <laughs> it smells like glitterly g- glittered vanilla lotion. <laughs> you take your, you take your helmet off, and your glitter, your head, your skin's glittery. You're like what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> because the helmet shoots glitter on you. <laughs> And spritzes out of the smell of like stale cigarettes and <laughs> vanilla lotion and baby powder because they're kids in the next room. <laughs> uh, oh, everybody God. that's ever been to see a stripper knows exactly what that <laughs> smell is. <sighs> it smells like like dirty dollar bills <laughs> and <laughs> like cheap three dollar Bath and Body Works <laughs> lotion. <laughs> And the gloves become so touch sensitive that when you kind of you know run your hand along her, you can feel the C section scar and the <laughs> stretch mark. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh yeah, the future, the future of porn. I think we've just invented something here. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 on board. You know, authenticity. <laughs> so how about the game? How about some predictable predictions? Let's start. Let's start with some predictable some easy stuff. Yeah, like there will be a there will be a remake of a stupid <laughs> classic movie. Ooh, was, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, there will be a remake of Manimal I'd, after I'd all the eighties. Uh, you know, intellectual property has been plumbed. Somebody's gonna look at Manimal and go, like, "Fuck a guy that turns into a fucking animal." Let's do this. We're yeah, gonna let's do, do this. it. I'd watch that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't watch the original. I just kind of knew it existed. So I can't like wreck it for me. I, I'd be all about it. Yeah. It could be, plus, it could appeal to furries everywhere. They would be, oh, <laughs> like have two of them and they, they, turn, they both turn into like pandas and just go at it or some shit. Oh my God. <laughs> or, or one turns into a panda and one turns into like a leopard. Forbidden furry manimal fun. What? I don't think that's forbidden, is it? I'm pretty sure a leopard can't fuck a panda. Uh, uh, I know. Maybe if you try hard enough, I don't know. Yeah, I say that's doable. Just gotta believe in yourself. Happening in my imagination right now. So, what would you call the baby? A le- landa? A, a peppered? Ah, uh, peppered. I like it. A peppered. Yeah, it would be a. It would be like black and white with spots, right? So it'd be a peppered. And it would be fast and cuddly. Peppered. It would. It would chew bamboo really fast. <laughs> But never change. <laughs> I get that. I don't know if everybody. If you if you understood that, you are special. You're my special special guy. Special Dear guy. listener, you're part you of my fan club. That, that's right. <laughs> um, here's a predictable prediction. Uh, there's going to be a comic strip in the funnies that won't be funny. No, they they've already exhausted the unfunny ones. They had to have, so the funny ones are all that's left. <laughs> I don't think so. I challenge you to read Family Circus and laugh. <laughs> no, no, the Family Circus is subtle genius. It's a parody of yeah. wholesome, you know, white white bread American culture. It's it's no, it's it's pure genius. It's subversive. You guys got to really look for it yeah. because you got to yeah, look yeah. you look at it and you're like, 
No, somebody can't actually write this and say with a straight face that this is comedy. So this is a uh, underground, you know, satire of you have to what... be on the inside. Yeah, it's art. It's pure art. It's like Andy Warhol. You know, it's just you're not supposed to understand it. You're just supposed to appreciate it for it being existing. I challenge you to muster up a chuckle while reading Blondie. <laughs> Actually, full disclosure, I have laughed at Blondie once or twice. Yeah, once or twice out once of the 100,000 strip. <laughs> and that one chuckle, the writer of Blondie is like, yes, I did it. You multiply that one chuckle a few hundred thousand times, that writer of Blondie is like, yes, I'm fucking rich. <laughs> Which he is, I guarantee. Yeah. Look, Beetle Bailey. Blue County. If it's not Bloom County, Calvin and Hobbes, the far side, it's not fucking worth reading. That's just the way it is. Maybe Dilbert, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So says every office cubicle wall ever. Here's a uh, predictable prediction. Uh, Iced coffee will be more expensive next year. Is it going up? It goes up like now we're on like a monthly basis. The price of iced coffee goes up. (laughs) So what's driving it? Is it like people buying it? (laughs) (laughs) Demands higher than supply. I don't think so. I think just demands up. Screw supply. Their overhead is a couple beans. Yeah. Well, they got to get the beans from somewhere. So if they got to go like South America route, you know, militias and gangs and FARC rebels and bullshit like that is maybe not. I doubt that. I I doubt Dunkin' Donuts is getting the difficult beans. (laughs) Turmoil. What what, what do they call those diamonds? Blood diamonds? So you could have like blood blood beans. Blood beans. (gasps) I would definitely drink blood coffee. Blood coffee. It's like <laughs> you go to you go to Dunkin' Donuts and they have they're obliged by law to put down how many fucking you know poor peasants had to die to bring you this coffee, <laughs> and you're like, I could taste their fucking blood, sweat, yeah. and tears. This is delicious. Oh, so we're yeah, and and then the side of the cup would just say, "Make it worth it." America, America, earn this cup of coffee. <laughs> It's like they they died doing what they loved. This is for you. Make their death worth it. (laughs) Enjoy every sip. This is for Juan. This is for Jose. This is for Enrique. (sighs) I'm I'm wondering if you can come up with a fourth Hispanic name. Uh, Geraldo. (laughs) But what about poor Guadalupe? Gerardo. What would you get? Jorge, Jose. I said no. I Enrique. Say, I said Did, Jose Juan. I didn't say Jorge. So Jorge. This is for Jorge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the price of coffee will be up twenty five cents. Easy. This is for Rico Suave. And that bubble will never burst. That's never. just people will pay five dollars for a cup of coffee now. They're gonna buy their own cats and make them poop out the beans for super coffee. Yeah. What's another predictable prediction? Predictable prediction. Okay, this one's kind of dour. There's going to be water wars in probably the next fifty years. Like it's going to happen. Somewhere. You don't think that you don't think that we're just going to have the technology to desalinate des- desalinate water? No, I don't know. Maybe, hopefully, that'd be nice, but not a scale big enough to stop the problems that are going to happen. Like if we could start mining fucking comets and shit, our water problems are solved. There's tons of water out there, but on the on the planet, you can already see like maps and 
stuff showing how lakes and rivers are receding and so freshwater is already a problem for a lot of people so on the planet made of water water's a problem yeah i mean unless we that's i mean you never know technology is always a silver bullet that saves us in a lot of different ways so yeah maybe we can desalinate the oceans on a big industrial scale and that might that might work but right here right now i'm predicting big water wars like to replace the oil wars of the past we're gonna have water wars of the future Ooh, i can't wait to see the steven seagal movie where like the u.s is going up to the arctic and and hooking on to icebergs and <laughs> steven seagal has to stop a rogue nation from stealing it or whatever specifically steven seagal not like a steven seagal successor they're gonna no. thaw him out they're gonna put the yeah. walker under him he's gonna go and he's gonna kick some ass see this is how it's gonna go is he's gonna die and they're gonna they're gonna place his head in cryogenic stasis in the year 2060 there's gonna be a problem with an iceberg like the <laughs> like the president calls and says get me seagal's head <laughs> So they go and they get Seagal's head out of cryo-freeze and place it on the body of some young Asian or martial arts. With the ponytail. The ponytail. The the head's going to be Steven Seagal's head. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to be on the body of some martial artist. Like, oh, this MMA fighter that just died in a car accident. Luckily, at the right time. And then they go and they get Seagal's head. The name of the movie is going to be Seagal's head. The girl's head. <laughs> oh my god, I want that now. I want to see that movie tomorrow. Bring me the head of Seagal. Bring me that of Seagal. But since they thought out an MMA fighter, they had to put a flap room hat on the head. So, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's gonna be oh. a love hate story. Yeah. There's, there's there's depth to it. There's layers that you know you're not gonna love it completely. Right. Just because of the flap room hat. Because of the flap room hat. But then they're gonna they're gonna go to some glacier and there's some you know ore cars that are and, and he's <laughs> gonna have to ride there'll be like a martial arts fight on an ore car full of ice and while you're watching all you can think is temple of doom did it better because <laughs> we're gonna be old and we're gonna be those people in my day indiana jones was in the rail car and he not some stupid steven seagal head yeah <laughs> Which actually, fuck, that might not be. They're going to do another Indiana Jones movie with Harrison Ford, so why not? Maybe that'll be the next one. More ore cars. Maybe the next Indiana Jones will be Indiana Jones and the glacial and Indiana Jones in the Seagal Head. Uh, <laughs> dot com. <laughs> and yes, dot com. Got to got to remember. Uh, I would watch uh, that. Yeah. No, that sounds. It'd be like better than the Kingdom of the crystal skull or something stupid mm-hmm. oh here's a prediction something reminded me i predict that the iconic bigger than life characters of yesteryear are going to disappear like you're like the like the franchise characters the, the indiana Joneses, the ah uh, jesus even something like neo or the matrix or like your um john mcclain's from the diehards like the franchise bigger than life repeat characters are going to disappear because celebrity the nature of movie stars is going to change god i hope so i I feel like you're feeling you get some of that these days like what has come out in the last 10 years that's an iconic character that's going to be around for the next 30 like can you point to anything just boom right off the bat in the last 10 years in the last 10 years that's going to be an iconic character that's new in the last 10 years justin bieber (laughs) that's right (laughs) 
He's going to start doing movies. It's going to be taken <gasps> off like a rocket. Oh, it'll be a buddy cop film with Justin Bieber and Steven Seagal's head. <laughs> Biebs in the head. <laughs> a love story. <laughs> Steven Beat. No. As opposed to a sex tape, which is called Biebs Gets Head, and which was sad for everybody. Well, maybe that can be a scene before Steven Seagal <laughs> gets his body. Hmm, I know what to do with you. No, no, no. <laughs> you have no way of defending yourself. But then he still uses, no, he doesn't know about the ponytail. Yeah. And Steven Seagal's head. Okay, new movie. Steven Seagal <laughs> doesn't have a body. It's just a head with a ponytail. And it's just kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> it's like Tyre. It's like Tyre just rolls around killing motherfuckers. No, wait, what? Not, what, not Tyre. Rubber. 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 <laughs> it just rolls around and fuck shit up. Bring me Steven Seagal's head. There's like a there's like a fucking mace or something tied to the ponytail. He just whips around, smashing faces. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I want to see that. So the okay, what? But you dodged my question. Yeah, yeah, nice try. No, in the in the last ten years, what franchise? What icon will be around in thirty years? people will still be talking about doing remakes about discussing the nuances of or the disappointment in yeah i got nothing it's hard like i would say like and it's not even the last 10 years but like jason Bourne, maybe but that's kind of petered out the last couple Bourne movies were crap and i don't think they're gonna keep going with them you know you keep you get people that want to try like what are that angelina jolie did salt I think yeah, that's called... actually a good movie. It wasn't a bad movie, but you could you felt like that was supposed to be the beginning of a franchise, and it yeah. just never went anywhere. Or Charlie Theron's Atomic Blonde, maybe, or Jack Reacher, which I don't think is going anywhere. Like they keep making um, Mission Impossible movies, so mm-hmm. but that's older than ten years, so it doesn't really fit. But it's still contemporary. <clears throat> but it's it's hard like to say within the last definitely not even five years, but within the last decade, something that it's was been... born. Within that decade, that is a going to be yeah. an endearing, iconic figure. I can't point to it. Enduring. Justice League, but that's old. Yeah, it is. Every single part of that, it's old as shit. That's even older than like you know Indiana Jones or Luke Skywalker or anything like that. So that's an a pop culture idea that was born in the last ten years. Will it, wh- man, I'm it's at a loss. And this is why prediction that these iconic, enduring like characters are going to disappear. <sighs> There has to be one. There has to be at least ah. one. You know, the, it seems like there's got to be. A, maybe we're missing something, but I, I got nothing. I can't think of a goddamn one. Okay, let's let's go back in the last year and the movies that people have seen. Have all-